Hey y'all, thank you for tuning into this very first episode of the All-American Walk-On Podcast. I'm Dylan, I'm going to be your main host. I'm here with Luke and Alex, who are going to be two of our co-hosts. We're also going to have one more hooligan jo- joining us. He's just not here tonight for personal reasons. It's his birthday. It is his birthday. Nasty 19. That's not an excuse to miss out on the very first episode, however he chose to do that. I guess that's kind of what you get when your name is Pooch. Pooch. Um, so yeah, we got a lot to talk about. We uh, we just finished our first week back at school, second semester. You know, we just had the NFL divisional round. We had the national championship last night, and we've got a lot of stuff we got to get to. Um, but first thing I want to talk about, just how was everybody's first week back? How how do you guys how do you guys feel about this whole school thing? First week, not too bad. First week, check. Second week, so far. Not doing so good. Yeah, so my first week went pretty well. I'm feeling pretty confident about classes. But, yeah, we got a lot to get into. We've got NFL playoffs. We've got national championship recap. Let's get into it, people. We've got NFL playoff weekend, uh, divisional round just getting wrapped up. So we had 49ers, Vikings, Titans, Ravens, Chiefs, Texans, Packers, Seahawks. Um, what was y'all's take on this weekend's games? Oh, I'm about to go in on Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so for everybody listening, Luke here. I want a diehard bandwagon Cowboys fan. Definitely not a bit. We're not. It's not. So, we're not good enough for no. me to be a bandwagon. What I'm saying, you're, you're a Cowboys fan. We're but not good you're enough. You're also. For me to be a you're also a Dodgers fan. A Lakers fan. A Clemson. I'm a Dodgers a, fan. A Duke. A Duke basketball fan. I'm a, a Dodgers fan. fan because when I was in fifth grade, that was my little league okay, team, okay, and we cares. were raw. All right, nobody cares. And my Go dad back. went to Duke. <laughs> So okay. come at me with all your uneducated parents. All right. Anyways, so um, what what are you, okay? Just continue on, Aaron Rodgers. All right. Even though he's one of the greatest. I'm not of going to deny how good Aaron Rodgers is, but he was like, I don't need my family. Twice, Bye. Jordan. You he went to has Andy, broken you my heart. Also, he's a spokesperson for State Farm. My family has State Farm. Boo. I probably don't need to say that on the air, but. Boo. Stop booing me. Just talk about yeah. football. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, trash. He's not trash. He won. Okay, yes, he won. He's just very good at what making were his, me... What were his stats for He's that game? very good at making me sad. What were this his stats This game against the Seahawks. Without... What were his stats for that game? This is just pure stats. 16 for 27, 243 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, the only reason they won. Of, that's a rating of one. The only reason they won that stupid game is because of that first down at the end. Yeah, that wasn't the first down. I will. I will say that. But also, that but at the also, same time, he was an inch away. I think they could. The other that. side of that coin, Marshawn Lynch, terrible game. Yeah, they twenty-six have, rushing like 30, yards, yeah. but he did have two touchdowns. Russell Wilson led the Seahawks in rushing, as he's done. But he, I know he re- led the team in rushing last year. Up until like the well, it's because game their mark. running back core is straight like well, carousel. Yeah, well, they the, went through four, three yeah. or four running backs this year to injuries. Okay. So, um, 
Alex, what's your take on this weekend? What, what game kind of stood out to you that was like, this is terrible, or this was crazy? What, what was? Or this was good. Yeah. The game that stood out to me was definitely the Titans and the Ravens. Um, Derrick Henry put up major numbers. You know, in 2019, he's got 1,540 rushing yards, and the majority of that has come in the postseason. Yes, we are here for Derrick Henry. Has it? Yeah, roll tide. By the way, I'm diehard Alabama fan. 44-16, to 16, leave, leave, that's okay, all I have to say. Whatever, hater, whatever. 44-16. Derrick Henry has ran for, like, what, over 180 yards in the past three games and accounts for, like, 70% of the Titans' offense this season. He had 195 yards against the Ravens. And yeah. And a passing touchdown. Very impressive. Yeah. He yeah. has more passing touchdowns in the playoffs than Carson Wentz. That turd Which color. I feel bad saying because Carson can't help it. It has nothing to do with skill, just pure. It has to it. do with the fact that he has he just questionable hurt. durability. You know, for... I mean, when you're getting cheap-shotted in the back of the head... It's not, I'm not going to sit also, here and slander that's another Brown thing. he's a great player and hustles. That's but like, another thing you that can't hit, help getting hit in the back of the head. was not cheap. He was going okay, for that right. tackle before Carson Wentz hit the ground. There's no way somebody that size can just stop on a dime and avoid the quarterback. Okay, but like, okay, so let's just go back a little bit. The crazy thing is, end of the regular season, right? 49ers, Seahawks. If the Seahawks put that in the end zone, they're... They're the two seed, right? They're the two no, seed. No, the Packers were the two seed. No, no, it, but if no, if the Seahawks scored, they would have ended up being the two seed. Right. The Saints would have been the one seed. The 49ers would have gone all the way down to the five seed and had to go all the way to Philly to play. Like, the whole thing would have been realigned. And most likely, the, the Saints would have played last weekend because the they would have had to buy. The 49ers would have been going to Philadelphia. Yeah. So They still would have won that. They would have won. But you have to, like, the Saints would be playing this weekend. Kirk Cousins wouldn't have had an opportunity to have a flute game. Which he obviously did. Everybody was like riding the ship on him already. Like he finally showed up in a big time game. He has the clutch team. And, and then the man the wheels fell had off. okay, completion percentage twenty one of twenty nine. Like that's a pretty good completion percentage. Only threw a hundred only threw for hundred and seventy two yards though. Does not have the clutch gene consistently. Like therefore not an elite quarterback. He did get sacked four, six times. Which kind of takes a toll on That's not really. Well, it's not sometimes. I don't. I mean, I mean against that defensive line, I don't really put that as his fault. What? I mean, but you look at the other side. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play great either. He only had 131 yards no, passing. But so. Jimmy G is the new bad man at Stephen A. Smith. Okay, I don't think you can put anybody as the new bad man when Derrick Henry's still in the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers is still in the playoffs. He about, is. I'm talking about quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is the bad man. We're quoting first. Yes, here. according to Stephen A. Smith, Aaron Rodgers is the bad man. And according to Max Kellerman, Max Kellerman is an still, idiot. He still is a bad man, but he's not. If ESPN the bad listens man. to this podcast, they would literally put like any college kids podcast over Max Kellerman. Strictly. Quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is not the bad man anymore. Okay, there's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's not in the playoffs. And he's out. He's yeah. He lost because of Derrick Henry. You got to think about no. Derrick Henry did not hold him to twelve points. You got to think about Ryan Tannehill too. Ryan Tannehill's terrible. He's not. He's still in the playoffs. That's true. He just does good enough in that system, like to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and get them to win. But ever since Ryan Tannehill's took over, he's changed the Titans' 
100%. Yeah, oh, he's well, yeah, finally healthy. Go for, well, see, the thing is, he's perfect for their play action. Like, Mariota, they had the whole, like, zone scheme. I love Marcus Mariota, by the way. Great guy. Heisman winner. Yeah. But, also, same high school as Tua Tagovailoa. Absolute lord and savior. AJ McCarron, I have a picture of you on my wall. Tua, I'm sorry, has taken over as probably the greatest, my favorite quarterback that I've witnessed play in Alabama. 44 to 16. All right, we well, also haven't so, talked about the national championship yet, though. So. If you're going to bring up the national championship, oh, and by the way, somehow he's a Clemson football fan. I want you all to know my sister goes to Clemson. so. Okay, but you're a Clemson football fan, right? Not. How do, I'll bring that up later. Never mind. I will bring that up later. Okay. It's hard for me so let's, to let's pull get, let, for Duke football, bro, as long as Marcus Roper is the OC. Yeah, I, I can't stand Roper. Actually, I don't think Marcus is his real name. Coach Roper is the well, OC. It's, it's, yeah. I went to high school with a guy named Marcus Roper. My yeah, bad. No, Roper, definitely. Yeah, it's Zach Roper, but. My bad. Yeah, so anyways, um, national championship, obviously, LSU beating Clemson by a score. 42-25. to 25. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> Trevor um, Lawrence did not have a bad game. He threw for 234 yards. Only bad thing is he did not throw for a single touchdown. Yeah, but you realize for him, what was it, 243 yards you said? Yeah. That's a bad game for Trevor Lawrence. They also – That's a great no, game. They also game. had that touchdown. That's a bad game for Trevor Lawrence. That go-ahead touchdown in the second half that got overturned was questionable and I motion for that pass interference challenge in college football that they have in the NFL. Yeah, I I, I don't think that's gonna that's something that we need to see in college football. It's really it not doesn't, it's not working in the NFL. It doesn't get turned over much, but something like that in like big moments like that, it's definitely something that needs a second look. But on the on the flip side of the ball, what do you think Brent Venables could have done different, you know, in the nothing. In the There's in the, there's nothing he could have done. He caught the, a, hold on, hold on, in the in the first in the first quarter, you know, he shut Joe Burrow down. He had four or five consecutive three and outs in the first quarter and was beating L S U at the end of the first quarter. There I don't yeah, I, don't really know I think if I mean anything. that shows that definitely shows just the genius of Brett Venables and that Clemson staff, and just the coaching job that they did, where they they had a plan. Their punter, what's their punter's name? B. Ethan T. Potter. With, yeah, like great job last night. Wait, no, 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 no. Um, yeah. Will Spires. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Anyway, Spires is the punter. Yeah. B. T. Potter. Punter for Clemson. Kicker. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. You're definitely a better athlete than I am, but. Great job! Like the beginning of that game, he really set up their defense. He still great he plays. punted well the whole game. Yeah, but LSU is unstoppable. I mean, that was the difference. And you said all weekend that was the difference. Special teams. You look at special teams plays for special teams blunders for the Texans. We didn't even talk about that game. Like, oh yeah. But like special teams blunders for the Texans being up twenty four to nothing and then just falling apart and imploding. And special teams at the beginning of the game was a big thing for them. Yeah, like that was, but they just first, great first quarter offense, them, defense, special teams. Them going, fell apart. At the end of the them game. going for it on fourth down though. I agree with that call. Uh in the second quarter, that definitely. The fa- are you talking about the fake punt? No, no. no oh no, 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 I do know you're talking about. Yeah. Them going for it in the yeah. first half in the second quarter, that definitely flipped the momentum to Kansas City because they didn't get it, and then 
they could have got it back with the fake punt, but after that, they were playing catch-up the rest of the game. Yeah. All right. Well, off off our side tangent, let's let's get back to the uh, subject matter. Um. So, I mean, obviously Joe Burrow had one of the greatest, the greatest season we've ever seen from a college quarterback. 60 touchdown passes in a year, single season record. Won the Heisman, undefeated record, national champion. And if he ends up being the first overall draft pick, God bless his soul. Yes, rest but in he peace. he will be the second player to complete the trifecta behind Cam Newton. Um, Is he better than Cam Newton in college? Indeed. No. no. Better quarterback? Yeah, yes. better quarterback. Better quarterback, yes. Better player, Cam, no. Cam Newton's a way better athlete. As, as an Alabama fan, I can say no. We were up 28 to nothing against Auburn, and he single-handedly dismantled us, and that's honestly the reason I cannot stand the man. Was that the but, kick six game? No, that was not the kick six game. Oof. See, that's what makes me mad. Salt in the wound. No, there. that's what I mean, like... People call, like know nothing about the history of the Iron Bowl. They act like the kick six is like the greatest thing to ever happen in the Iron Bowl. Like that that season, Auburn like they had the miracle on Jordan Hare. I don't know that. How do you know? That's when Georgia guy goes up to tip the ball, intercepts it. Auburn guy catches it, runs it in the end zone. That's not an Iron Bowl. No, but that season. I'm talking about that season. Oh. Uh, like yeah, they had I they had the tip ball against Georgia the week before. Kick six, or two weeks before, everybody in the SEC plays a cupcake game before the last game of the season. We play in the toughest conference in the country where they're allowed to do that. Kick six, go in, get every break in the national championship game against Florida State, who, honestly, that roster, what, like all 22 starters got drafted? Florida State. 20, 21 of 22. 2013 Florida State. Like 21 of 22 starters got drafted. No, like, 22 out of 22. Yeah, like it, crazy roster, but... Um, yeah, Joe Burrow, definitely, I'd say, the best quarterback to play. And I, which sucks, because I can't stand LSU. But he had a great season. So, what's mm-hmm. what's next for LSU? Burrow's gone. Joe Brady's gone. Like, I mean, they still have, um... Like, are they going to, are still, they, are they the new, like, they, I obviously know the history of Alabama and LSU. Unless. Beating the absolute tar out of LSU the past eight years. They'll still be fine, LSU will still be fine if um, their running back does not declare for the draft, even though he probably will. Talk about, yeah, so. It's going to be a big test of um, Coach O's coaching ability, like, is he which, actually a good coach? Yeah, and Or did he just inherit an insane roster? I don't know, and that's where I think me being an Alabama fan, I have the bias of is Coach O actually good at his job? Is Coach O actually good at his job? Or is he the byproduct of a... I think he is good. Like, you look at the great coaches that do, like, they get great people around them. They have great assistant coaches. Oh, yeah, he definitely made good So he definitely knew what he was doing, but is he going to be able to replace that? It, or is LSU going to become the new Alabama where coaches use that as, from the coaching standpoint, where coaches take that as a launching point into other, like Joe Brady going to be the offensive coordinator for the Panthers, which I think everybody saw coming as soon as they hired Matt Rule. Like, I did not see that coming. I. That's another thing, bro. Are the Panthers no. going to get that, out no, of they're, mediocrity no, they're, with no. a college staff? No, they're in rebuild mode right now. I think you see that with 
they know they're in rebuild mode. And Luke Keekley just you see that yeah Keekley retiring like at the time we're recording this like what three hours ago yeah four hours ago so Keekley's gone. I mean they still have, they're gonna have a good defense, but um, Greg Olson's more than likely gone. Yeah, he and I mean if is Cam gonna be able to stay healthy? Uh, are they going to keep Cam? Is, is Cam going to say, or is he just there and waiting until Will Greer, if he could ever pull it together, like becomes? And I, I think Joe Brady going there is going to be great for yeah. Will Greer because Will, I put Will Will Greer as the closest comparison in the past few years to Joe Burrow. Did like Florida wins a national champ is a national championship contender if he doesn't get in trouble. They could have like if he's at Florida when he if he stays at Florida they're a national championship contender. They could have, um, they could have even um, gotten Joe Brady to try and develop Will Greer if they're not already planning to bring back Cam Newton. So I think they might just already start to like assume that Cam Newton wants out, and if he does, I guess they've already started to prepare for developing Will Greer. You know the funny thing in this whole conversation That's funny is about it. SEC names everywhere. SEC everywhere. So you could you used to can make the argument that the ACC was just as good as the SEC in football, and then like yeah, three and years then, ago and when then the DeAndre had a and then DeAndre Francois got hurt, and Alabama. now Florida State teams. For, even VT Duke used to not be garbage. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, Carolina with Mitch Trubisky was OP. You gotta talk about consistency though. Nobody is taking the SEC and the consistency of the greatest conference in college football. They might have the greatest division. The SEC East is way weaker than the SEC West. Not, not this year. The SEC went nine Georgia, and two in bowl games. Georgia and Florida in the East. Georgia, Florida. Georgia and Florida. Tennessee comeback of the year. Okay, but terrible uh, start. Comeback. Pruitt, great job there. Overall. Okay, but you say overall, it's been Alabama out of the West. The past, it's like this year was the first yeah, time the SEC West. LSU is always like super competitive. Arkansas used to not be Garbo. Arkansas is gonna be bad for all Miss. They can't. Arkansas can't recruit Ole with Miss everybody else. Used like, to have. Um, Ole Miss will be fine. Ole Miss used to have Alabama's number in like the middle of the decade. Ole Miss will be fine. Ole Miss. They have be. Lane Kiffin. They'll be fine. Ole Miss. That's Lane a- Kiffin and Mike Leach, both in the state of Mississippi, in the ICC West. Even if they're not good, they will sell who tickets. Who cares? They'll they sell, sell tickets. tickets. They'll have media ratings. Like, who gives a crap? What are you going to say? Their Sorry. school culture will change. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. We just, you know, great season. We saw so many things that... I don't think any, like nobody expected Joe Burrow to win the Heisman. Everybody at the beginning of the year, it was Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Jalen Hurts. I mean, phenomenal. As much as it pains me to say it, phenomenal season of those guys. Congrats on the national championship. You won't have any more for a very long time because Alabama's coming back and taking back our throne. Is and Alabama going to stick with Mac Mac Jones? I hope so. You gotta I mean, keep in consideration. You got two as younger brother too. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think. But he's gonna take years to develop. He's two is nowhere. He's still a true. Is, isn't two his brother still a true freshman? Yes. Or this was yeah, his true he, freshman season. Is, yeah. So, I mean, 
I think Mac Jones is the guy. Bryce Young coming in, number one quarterback in the country on a matter day. Um, but I, I think Mac Jones is going to be the guy just because he knows the system. Yeah. Like, he, he knows the system. He, he didn't even have doing. a bad game in the Iron Bowl. He hasn't had a bad game whenever he's played. He only he had two bad breaks. One, of his one two, was just a bad throw, one which, of his, like, as a quarterback, that the deep out, like, that's just a throw. Like he said, he makes that. Nine out of ten times, but just one bad throw. And you make a bad throw on that ball, it's getting it. It's going to be a pick six. That if you make a bad throw on that ball, bubble screens, and a comeback, it or a hitch, it's going to get picked every single time. Very true. But I don't know. I, I think I think Max the guy. Um, I mean, everybody down there loves him. True. We got to get some of my friends that go there just to talk about Mac Jones. Like my friends have some crazy stories about Mac Jones, but um. I bet he's in a frat, too. I don't think he's in a frat. Going, that was a joke. Going back to the NFL, in that last week of the regular season, 49ers Seahawks on the very last play on fourth and goal. The one-yard line. Do you feel like that was the right play call to be called? Yeah. It was a good play call. What's their tight end? He was like the third-string tight end at the beginning of the season. George right Kittle? No, not For Kittle. The 49ers? No, no, Seahawks. Seahawks. Oh, what is his name? I'm gonna look it up real quick. But like, he's just come. I th- I like that play. I, to me, that play call isn't as horrendous as the, as Super the Bowl. fourth. Thing. Yeah, the Super Bowl. That that's just like the Super Bowl with not old Marshawn Lynch. He wasn't in his prime, but he was far from done. But I mean, if they were backed up on the six, that delay game. Absolutely, Hollister what's killed the momentum yeah. on that drive. Hollister's the tight end I'm talking about. Like that was just a great defensive play, though. Yeah, that's just a good hit, good clean hit. Like that's another thing we need to talk about. Hits. Oh my goodness, we were talking about this last night. We were watching the game. The the blindside block that gets called for a personal foul. And right? then the and tar- then the absolute no, the blindside block that got called for the personal foul and the targeting on Scalsi that absolutely just flipped the momentum of the game in favor of LSU. Yeah. I, I, that put Clemson on their heels, and they could never catch back. I up. agree. I agree with that blindside block, though. You know, being an offensive player, it's it's pretty hard to hold back when you're running full speed down the field. You know, but also on the flip side, once there's interception or something, being an offensive player, you get you get blindsided the majority of the time, and it don't get called or it don't get seen. You know, so I mean, I agree with that with that play call. I mean that. Uh, Personal foul. I mean, you definitely have to protect. No, it's it's definitely the rule. Like, I'm not gonna say that's a bad call because that's the rule. You definitely have to protect. And I think football's players. going in the right direction. Like, even from when we were in middle school, I know you didn't play middle school football, but like, even into my you freshman, played, you played like yeah. So like, even when we were like, I didn't play pop Warner. You you played pop Warner, right? I did you, for play, two yeah. years. I didn't play pop Warner. I started in seventh grade, uh, halfway through seventh grade. But we'll get to that. That's a story for another time. But. I mean, football's going in the right direction. I think I think the NFL is taking it too far in some instances. Yeah. That new, um, like, them trying to go in overdrive to protect the quarterbacks um, we know what that, season. You know what that's for, right? No. That was to keep Brady in the league longer, Breeze in the league longer, Aaron Rodgers in the league longer. That was to keep the stars. Brady still takes the hits even before that, though. He's only had, like, one major injury, and that's why he's still playing at 42. It's because the dude takes care of his body unlike anybody else. Yeah, that's very true. Like, he flipped, like, that man's training program is, like, 
the Patri- bunch of Patriots players take on the TB12 thing now. And that, um, and I've gone into the TB12 store and like the little concourse outside of, uh, oh crap, what's their stadium? Gillette. Stadium. Gillette, yeah. Um, I was up there. My cousin lives up in Boston. We went up to go see them over the summer, and in that store, it it's like it makes GNC look like a crap hole. That's what happens, bro, when you get the money. Yeah, like the dude knows what he's talking about. Okay. XFL. No, first before we get to the XFL. Who's your pick? Everybody in the room. Well, three of us. There's only three of us. Who's your pick for next year's national champion and your Heisman winner? Football? Yes. Um, it's a toss-up for me on the national championship. Pick one. Just pick. Clemson. Clemson? Okay. More than likely, Clemson's going to be back in it. Okay. I, see another, I have to I go see with another, Alabama. I so. see another Clemson-Alabama matchup. Yeah, just the way this year, just Alabama not even getting into the playoff, like the two... If we take care of business against Auburn, we're in the playoff. Um, Clemson, you know, that game kind of – you know, people are going to sit here and say, is that game enough to deter Clemson? Like, is that going to throw Clemson off? Like, you know, people say, oh, the Clemson game threw Alabama off. No, they played, the, like, arguably the best team yeah, in college I don't, football in the past 20 years. And they had a just a bad showing against Auburn, like a couple bad plays against Auburn with a depleted team. So – Here's the here's the question that 99% of the college football fans this are questioning about. Will Trevor Lawrence declare for their draft next year? I think he, he will. He has to. He's got to. Even if he even if he wants to say to stay, I feel like Dabo will convince him that it's best for him to go. Like Zion wanted to stay at Duke for basketball and Coach K said no, it's way better for you in the long term to help your family to go pro. He, I think he's got to go, especially at like the quarterback position. Yeah, somebody that dominant, like he's he's got to go. Would hurt their careers more. Just his arm talent and his body, like he's he's got to go. He makes phenomenal reads on the defense. No, yeah, too. And like everybody, like you're not going to sit here and say that Trevor Lawrence is overrated because he had a bad, like he picked yeah. the worst possible game to have a bad game. He's yeah. he's he argued, just didn't have a great game. He's he showed up. He's arguably, in the last national championship. Yeah, he's arguably one of the best. Best college football quarterbacks right now. Oh yeah, without a doubt. But especially yeah, now he's, that he's Joe Burrow's gone, Tua's is gone, Justin Herbert's gone, Jake Fromm is gone. Like he's probably the only one left. I mean, Sam Howell had an amazing season. Yeah, that's I, Sam Howell could be a dark horse for the Heisman next year. The only thing, the only thing that really kept Sam Howell out of the national conversation was wins and losses. I oh think. yeah, no. I mean, as a, he's a freshman All-American. Like, yeah. Um, I my pick for the Heisman next year. My national champion, obviously Alabama. Um, my my front runner. I'm gonna have to go with either Trevor Lawrence or um. Uh, is it Chuba Hubbard? Chuba, yeah, Chuba Hubbard. Um, he's back. But I think my dark horse, my dark horses are Mac Jones and Jamie Newman. I think that's his name. Isn't that Jamie Newman? Yeah, Jamie Newman, the grad transfer from Wake Forest to Georgia. Um, I mean, he did amazing things at Wake Forest, and I think he's going to bring a lot to the table for Georgia. I think he could be a dark horse for a Heisman final. Um, so, yeah, who's who's your Heisman favorite next year? Trevor Lawrence. Your favorite and then your dark horse. Who's a dark horse that you could see? Sam Howell. Sam Howell? Trevor Lawrence is definitely a top dog for the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell done outstanding things for Carolina, you know. 
Do you think he's going to have a sophomore slump, though? He'd come in. He'd come Not in. with Mac Brown. Yeah. He'd come in from a team last year that was 2-10-ish. and 10 ish. Two and ten. What the year before that? To like one game. Turn around and went to blow out in the military bowl and just do phenomenal things. You know, Car- one, one like what, a foot away from beating Clemson. Right. On a two, yeah, on a terrible two point call. Yeah. I but, think I think Carolina's definitely going to be in the top of the ACC. You know, might even possibly get a New Year's Six pick in a bowl game. Yeah. Now that now that Mac Brown. We'll have a full recruiting season to get all of his guys in there on top of Sam Howell coming back as a true sophomore. It'll most likely be them, be Carolina coming out of the Coastal as much as I hate yeah. them. And they're going to they, be so good. They're a young team, and they won the close games. Like That's stuff you don't see from a young team with a young quarterback. They didn't win all the close games. We're talking like... A lot they of won their, a lot of close games. They won against a South Carolina their, team that definitely underperformed this year. Most of their close games, most of their one-score games were losses. They, you know, they they almost beat the number three team in the nation. You know, well, at the time, Clemson was number one. But back on that, back on that two-point call, that was a terrible two-point call. You know, if you're while you're at home playing at home. You want to kick the field goal to try to tie. It. I don't no, know. I don't I feel you know, because you, you know, go to overtime, if, talent starts to take over. If but you're, yeah. but if you're on the road, sure, go for a two point conversion. You know, you're on the road. You're three and a half, four hours away from your home stadium. You know, that, I feel like that's a play call that you got to manage on on the road. But as if you're a, at home in your in your home stadium, you want to tie it to see what you can do in overtime. I think okay, so I like the I like okay. This is like what this happened like what, fourteen weeks ago. But and we're just talking about it because I mean it could have changed completely changed the way like Alabama could have gotten in if Georgia could have gotten in if uh, you know a Pac-12 team could have gotten in if um, Oregon probably could have gotten yeah in. if and Carolina I mean, would be. if Carolina beats Clemson. that playoff and I, I like the idea I like the idea of going for two I just don't like the call there's, I'd, there's I'd, definitely you know Sam Howell he's a big quarterback you know yeah he's tall he's got some meat on him you know think about something like a quarterback draw or or, or, or slants across the middle. Yeah, you know, I w- I everything, liked- everything in that in that defensive play call that they had, you know, your quarterback draw would open up because they spread the field. You know, your slants would open up because they didn't have a safety in the game. Yeah, I think when you have an undersized offense, like, okay, we're not going to sit here and say that, that UNC's offensive line was anywhere close in size to Clemson's defensive line. So I think what I would have liked to see is some kind of, like, sprint out action with a rub route, kind of like what Clemson did against Alabama in the National some Some kind of sprint out with a rub route. Where he can either dump it off, you know, tuck and run, or just have some kind of or pitch, you know, something where he could have had multiple options. Um, but you know, that this thing and this kind of this time of year kind of sucks. College football's over. NFL's starting to end. Uh we still but, have a buttload of college basketball left to go. Yeah, college basketball. But for all of you football fans out there, do not fret. The XFL is coming back the week after the Super Bowl. Um, Pick your teams, whether it's spinning it on a board to pick your team. I'm rolling with the New York Guardians simply because one of our running back coaches from Wingate University where we play, Lawrence Pittman, is going to be playing for the Guardians. Um, I'm rolling with the Guardians, uh, cheering on LP. And I'm also obviously going to have to cheer for the uh, Birmingham, I think the Thunderbolts. So who, who are you guys thinking about going with? You don't have to pick a team yet, but, I, you know, I mean, have some idea. I lean... More towards the Guardians, just because 
Of LP. We have yeah. an alumni on the team who was arguably one injury short from an NFL roster and last year. And to me, like, for me, LP, like, really helped me throughout the season. Just, like, throwing with him um, after practices and stuff, like, really getting a feel for just that confidence that somebody like that would, you know, be able to, like, that, that helped me through the season. So I'm, I'm rolling with the Guardians. I mean, I, obviously, as a Cowboys fan, I'm going to have to lean more towards um, – Dallas's team, the Renegades, and even if I don't have a team right now, I feel like as a league, they had a whole year to look at what didn't work with the AAF, and I think their uh, rules and elevated competition will reflect that. I'm definitely going with the Guardians. You know, Coach LP is he's a different breed, man, you know. Even to this day, through all of his injuries, didn't know what his postseason, post-career of college was going to be like. You know, there's not a day that we walked in the weight room and he was in there busting his tail. You know, he's he's a hard worker, man. And I think he'll do really good. He's got really good things coming for him. And he's in a big market. He's in New York. Yeah, New York, putting, the XFL putting a team in New York is definitely – if they, a stroke if, of genius because right now, except, New York is struggling if, for a successful team. The Giants are awful. The Jets are not as bad as the Giants, but they still got a lot of growing to do. The Yankees haven't won a World Series in okay, ten years. But the Yankees are primed to win a World Series this year. They've been they were primed to win a World Series for the last two or three years, and then they just underperformed in the postseason. But, I mean, New York is so desperate for good sports production. Like, even in the NBA, we all know the Knicks are a dumpster fire. Brooklyn is average with KD out and Kyrie out. So, if the Guardians can do some winning in the XFL this season, I mean, I think that opens up a lot of opportunity to continue that league. I don't know if they'll rival the NFL ever just because of how much success the NFL has as like a business organization with TV and endorsements and all yeah. that. But like them being good and even in Dallas like the Cowboys have underperformed for so long with the talent that they've had. Yeah. If they can even be good yeah, how do you feel about McCarthy? How do I feel about I don't know. I mean, when he was with the Packers, obviously, I couldn't stand him. Yeah. Because he broke my heart yeah. twice. Actually, no. He broke my heart in 2014 challenging the Dez catch, which was a catch. There's no argument. We're never having that argument <laughs> nah, ever. whatever. All right. And then 2016, that was all Aaron Rodgers. That's why I hate Aaron Rodgers. I think, I think McCarthy will do good, though, you know. He's the, besides Bill Belichick, he has the most postseason wins in the NFL. You know, he's coached one of the best quarterbacks that's come through the NFL. Um, he's had a couple Super Bowl appearances. Do you think it was McCarthy or Aaron Rodgers, though? Do you think, like, who do you think had more of? The only reason McCarthy got fired is because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers didn't like him. Yeah. But they were having a bad season last year, like, 
obviously yeah. the first place the first person you're going to turn against when you're having a bad season is the coach. Yeah. Um but as a like with a career as the Packers coach, he definitely had just as just as much success as anybody in the NFL. All right, let's get back to the XFL. I want to go over just kind of some like some of the cooler stuff. Um overtime rules in the XFL. So it's what we all I think everybody knows that the NFL rules for overtime need to be changed. That's like one of the hottest topics. I think the NFL rules need to be changed. I think the XFL, you know, it's cool. It's fast paced. You're going to have both offenses and both defenses on opposite ends of the field. You're going to line up for a two point play. It's going to be like a shootout. You're, one team's going to go and the next team's going to go. One team, and you're going to have five chances at that. Um, and I, and I like it. Um, that's I it, think it'll be good. What what what? Uh, you said something about the kickoff rule. Right? Uh, What's yeah. the kickoff? So rule I saw on XFL? Twitter. I don't know the rules like word like in the rule book, but from the video that I saw, it looked like you had the returner deep towards their goal line, and the kickoff and kickoff return teams were really close. Maybe like seven to ten yards and they didn't start the blocking process until the returner catches the ball. That's so, gonna be crazy. They're gonna see some crazy returns. I think that definitely opens up like more offense because in the NFL like a kickoff you just assume it's gonna be a touchback like you're shocked if you get a return in the NFL nowadays just to, like for player safety but the XFL definitely has some things that will bring more offense, which I think everybody wants oh, to see. Also, on punting, the punting team can't release the line of scrimmage until the ball is kicked. So you can't have these, like... Basically, being a punt returner isn't a suicide mission anymore. Yeah. Which I like. Um, what, do you, what do you think about the XFL kicking off from the 25? That's how they used, to do, it in that's how they used to do it in college, right? It used to be from the 25, yeah, they right? Yeah, they moved it up to the 35. So that'll be good. We get to see like a little more like. Old. Is the field size the same? I think the field yeah. size is the same, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, even in the only like difference in field size, like in football in general, is the CFL. I think. Yeah. The, the end zones oh. in the CFL are. Yeah. Thirty yards deep. One thing. Okay, so I completely forgot about this rule: the double forward pass. Oh yes, that's. Like you can do in the XFL. You're going to be allowed to run double forward passes as long as the ball doesn't cross the line of scrimmage on the first pass. So you could do like a pop pass, um, which I like. I think it's safer. A lot of teams have adopted the pop pass where, you know, kind of the inverted jet sweep where guy comes in motion, QB catches it, pops it to the receiver. If he drops it, it's incomplete. I like it. They'll be able to do that and then run kind of, you know, double passes. I don't think a lot of teams will do it. But it, it, is a cool, it is a cool rule that I think they've definitely opened it up. Use it. They've definitely opened up the opportunity for – High-powered offenses. Oh, you're also. I'm reading. I'm reading the rules at the moment. There will be a 25-second play clock as soon as the ball is spotted. You know, it takes Ooh. it takes roughly seven, eight seconds to spot the ball. Yeah. And you know, um, that's that's a lot of time off the play clock. I know the play clock don't start till the ball's been spotted. Which I, which yeah, because what isn't it like in college? It's once the play's over, it's 40 seconds. And then yeah. But once that once the ball is spotted and the play clock starts running, you know it it takes 
roughly 15 seconds to get your offense set up and a play signal in. So, I, I mean, think it's gonna be quick. There's gonna be a lot of fast. It's gonna be fast paced. A lot of. I think they're trying to get a lot of offense. They're seeing the trends where the NFL is going, where the popular teams are like you know the Chiefs, Ravens, like points being scored. Um, that Chiefs Rams game last year had like some of the highest ratings just because of the amount of points. I yeah. I think they see the trends that the NFL is going. They're trying to build on that, and I'm kind of excited to see. I hope the XFL does well. I'm excited for football in the spring, that isn't the random Canadian game on ESPN two. Yeah, I I think another thing that the XFL can do to like set themselves apart from the NFL is how well the officiating is. Yeah, that's because a... people have a ton of problems with officiating in the NFL and even like college football. So I think I think people are gonna have problems with officiating until if I know, time. but it seems like it's gotten more attention, especially because, this year. Well, because we have instant replay and stuff. Yeah, it's bad. It is bad. Um, what something if, definitely needs to be done with the NFL. What do y'all yeah. What do y'all think about in the XFL about the comeback period? What is that? It occurs after the two minute warning in each half. Um, on plays that end in the field of play, the game clock will be stopped until the ball has been spotted, and five seconds have to run off the play clock before the clock will start again. Oh, so it's almost like it's kind of like the college rule. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's nice. You definitely see they're trying to get points to be scored. They want points to be scored. Um, it's it's pretty much like an offensive league, pretty much. And I think that also allows for teams to be able to use timeouts at other times. Like it, instead of saving your timeouts to the end yeah. of the end of the half, it allows you to use timeouts. Football's you know, got this. This league almost reminds me of college football because there's no challenges by the coaches. Oh yeah, that's I, I do remember that all the challenges. Yeah, they're, come they're, they're definitely trying there. to make it faster paced. Um, yeah, they just like and the competition in the league is more like I think it's a more elevated level of competition than even the AAF because more people it seems like would want to come play in that league due to all these rule changes that make it more open four people to score points and if somebody if one of these teams ends up having an overly dominant defense then they will obviously like be tough to beat and we'll see them in the championship most likely you know going back to to any 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 football division no matter what it is you know an offensive lineman on a pass play can't be more than 3 yards down the field but you know when you have a RPO called, you know it's a design run pass option. So if your quarterback decides, you know he reads it and he wants to pull the ball, how are you as an offensive lineman to block the RPO? Not supposed to be past the three yard mark. Well, you be, think on an RPO they should move it back to five yards? That'll be another test of the officiating too, and if teams in this league will even. Do that if it's geared. Oh, there'll definitely be RPOs. It's just it's the way geared, football is. If now. it's geared yeah. towards offense, though, yeah, RPOs like, all over the place. I feel like you'll see more. I'm excited. Downfield plays. It's gonna be good. I'm excited. It's gonna be a lot of run and gun, RPO, play action, deep ball down the field. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of. And Chad Ochocinco is getting a tryout as a kicker on Monday. I saw that on Instagram today. So Chad Johnson might end up being a kicker in the XFL. He might hurdle him. Yeah, can you imagine having him as a kicker? Like, 
He fake, can boot it. Fake kicks. You can just fake, fake field goals punt. and just. I mean, obviously he's old now, but like he's, he's gonna still, he's gonna be running downfield on the if kickoff. If it's like and if it's like a fourth and three, yeah, like still, nobody's gonna come to try to block the kick because he's gonna be a threat to fake it every time. Yeah. So I don't know. That's pretty cool. Um. But yeah, so I mean that's that's the fun part of kind of what's going on. But then in sports, but you've also we've got a little bit of time left. I want to cover kind of the bad side of what has transpired in sports lately. Um, obviously, if you've paid attention to sports at all, you've seen the rulings of from MLB from Major League Baseball on the Astros and the, for lack of a better word, just gone awful. Awfully weak punishment the Astros received. What do you think about what do you think about the Red Sox? And that's what I was, was going to say. Cora, yeah, I don't know. I mean, and what makes me mad is guys like that we never got to see, like Pete Rose, but our dads tell us <coughs> stories all the time of guys like that who was caught gambling, betting, whatever. And he's, and banned, he's banned for, for life. life. But these guys that are cheating, they cheated in the most but, important. But the one thing I'll series. say, we all. You umpire Little League Baseball, right? Your travel ball. Little League travel yeah. ball. You played baseball growing up. You, I'm assuming you played baseball growing up. I played baseball until my sophomore year of high school. I mean, you, you, your coaches say, hey, if you pick up a sign on the field, like, it's just part of sports. So, and I think that's where it kind of becomes where you – and the, the Astros were so focused on analytics that I think you take it from, like, the purity of the game. Like, everybody's going to try – you try to steal signs in football. That's why you have the boards. For everybody out there that wonders what's the sideline cards with all the pictures are for, it has nothing to do with the signals. It's just to block the people in the booth from catching signals. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Here at Wingate, we're not that fancy. We hold a we towel. We have a bath towel, <laughs> and we hold that thing up high over the quarterback's head. Throws everybody off. But yeah, I people I think don't that know. it's raining it, and we're drying them off. It bothers me, um, and I think, and I'm kind of excited to see how these players perform. Oh, it bothers me. AJ Hinchcliffe is going to get a job because he went to a World Series without using that. It bothers me. To He's know a great manager because though. both the Red Sox and the Astros won their World Series championships yeah, against so. the Los Angeles yeah. Dodgers. Um, oh no! Oh no! Getting back on the football topic, how do you think we'll do here at Winget next year? I'm excited. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited too. You know we got we're doing really we well. We were one West Florida away from a regional final. We were <laughs> three plays away from a conference championship. And and I th- I'm excited. I think we had a really good freshman class. You know what? Um, the, we've what just got to. I think it's just a mentality thing, and I think that's part of growing up. Our class know, will grow up. We'll do better. Coach Singleton's got us. Oh yeah. Coach Singleton's got us right in the weight room. You know. Um, LR losing pretty much their whole coaching staff. They went to Mercer, but you know we don't talk about LR much here because you know they're yeah. They're, they're everybody from rivals. our coaching staff listens to this. They're gonna be like, "Why are you talking about that other school?" Like, we're talking about sports here. <laughs> we're talking about how we play them at home Halloween night. The atmosphere here. Somebody is, is gonna going die. To be. Somebody's gonna die that night. It's yeah, going. It's, it's going to be like nothing. This school. It's gonna be. Has a, ever seen it's gonna be nothing but a head banging game on that yeah, night. Yeah. If anybody out there is listening, like one of these kids talking about, come watch. Like, it is October thirty first yeah, at six yeah. o'clock at Urban Belk Stadium it's on crazy. the campus of Wingate University. You yeah. will see what we're talking about. But I'm excited for next year. I'm excited for spring. I'm. I'm glad we're getting back into it. Um, I'm just excited to have an opportunity in the off season to 
um, have a chance to get on the field. Because, I mean, coming in, coming in as freshman, I mean, you're pretty much just siphoned into the redshirt squad. They're, they're building but, you how they I mean, want you. that's the great thing about college football. You have an opportunity to make a name yep. for yourself. That's the great thing about all college sports. You have an opportunity to do great things, especially in basketball. Even if you're in the NIT in basketball, you know, you do great things. And I'm going to say this one thing just to tick you off and you off. Clemson basketball is on the freaking map, baby. All right? They knock off UNC, which really isn't that big of a deal this year because UNC UNC is Yeah, you're a UNC fan. but Yeah. Even Roy Williams is saying this is like the worst team he's ever had. For a coach to come out and say that. But, you know, our – And tonight Clemson beats Duke. Our best, you know – Was it at Duke? No, it was, uh, I, was, I wish it was at Cameron. Our best five-star point guard had knee surgery. Yeah. Um, you know. Do you think you Roy's on his way out, though? I think Roy is on his way out. Yeah. You know, I think he's got a couple more years. He's training one of them assistant coaches on that bench to be the next head coach. You know who I want as the next head coach? Freaking Shaka Smith from freaking <laughs> Texas. Shaka Smart? Yeah, whatever the heck his name is. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't. I want I've Buzz never, Williams, too, that was at Virginia Tech. I've never Buzz been on the Shaka Smart uh, wave because, I mean, he did great things at VCU, but I think people thought that it was better than it was because he was doing it at a mid-major program. And now he's in the Big 12, which is Power 5 Conference, and they've yet to make a deep run in the NCAA tournament. What do you think about the freaking Walford coach that went to Virginia Tech? Basketball? That's, that's all basketball. You guys. I don't. I don't follow basketball enough. It's been football I, since that's all you guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know much about that. I mean, I know Virginia Tech's always a pretty solid program. You know, you take you take it the past couple of years. Walford's been a dominant school in the SoCon. SoCon conference that they play in. You know, yeah, Walford. They have they have okay teams, but you know, Furman's, Furman's there every year. They've taken down Walford Coastal's being a smaller there. Division one school has taken down. Carolina twice. They've taken down Carolina twice. Yeah. You know, they've they won their made, conference many times. They made the NCAA appearance. They've taken Kentucky to the wire back to back years in the NCAA tournament. That's the thing, dude. They that. might be the best mid major program in college basketball. And you know, Gardner so, Gardner Webb University is coming yeah. on the map for basketball. You know, they had their first ever NCAA ever NCAA appearance. appearance the last year. And we would wax Gardner Webb football. They played they played, you know, they played Virginia. Virginia was tough last year. That was a good basketball team, you know. But with Zion breaking his freaking ankles against Carolina, just just made my whole whole basketball season last year. Yeah. yeah so okay, you guys and are the you guys are the college basketball. Cole guys. Anthony, obviously being Carolina Duke. Getting fans. I'm an Alabama sniped fan. down in his prime yeah, okay. really just warms my heart. Are you gonna I, let me get into my my conclusion? I, so I know what you're gonna say up? if we're talking about college basketball in Alabama. No, can, it's going to make me cry. Can we wrap this whole thing up? Oh yeah. By the way, I wasn't even gonna say that, but you know, Alabama, was, Alabama did beat Stephen F. Austin, and Stephen F. Austin beat Duke. You know what's funny so, though? Just uh, <laughs> Winget, Winget University. <laughs> Winget University basketball can beat Alabama. Hands no. down. Hands down. No. Hands down. I am, no. Hands down. No. Yes, sir. All right, whatever. But, no. Um, and if they did, I would go crazy and throw a party for them. Hey, but, Carolina did beat Alabama in basketball this year, yeah, so, whatever. I mean, you know. Whatever. Beginning of the season, new coaching. Okay, but you guys are the basketball guys. Um, I'm really not so much, but who, who's your pick this year? Because I think anybody can win it this year in college basketball. There's no dominant team in college basketball this year. 
Who is your pick this year that isn't your like favorite team to win the national championship? I'm making you think now. Cause you I don't have to think, dude. No. Who who is your dark horse for the national championship? Baylor. Baylor. Baylor Bears are on fire right now. I mean, they jumped Duke. Yeah. You know, you they, could, they jumped Duke in the AP poll, and Duke didn't even lose a game. But I mean, you know, Clip, Clipson might be a top runner in the NCAA tournament. You know, they're turning Clemson's it on. Got the, they're they're nine and seven now. You know, I mean, they've won two big games in they, a row. Yeah, they they beat two they beat of the two crap out of state. They, they beat two of the best, arguably yeah. be one of the yeah. two of the best teams in college basketball right now. You know, they might be a top runner. Um, I mean, they're big. They still have to. They'll still be tested against Florida State and UVA, but yeah. I mean, even UVA is not what they were last year. No, and you know, I mean, but it's talking like, to talk like not talking to, but I know people that know these guys. Like they grew up in my area. Caden Chedrick, Justin McCoy. Hopefully, they have great careers. Um, I watched both of them play in high school. Both were Justin wasn't in my conference, but we played his team twice a year. Shade Caden went to my rival school, Holly Springs, and. Watching those guys play, they're freaks. They're really good dudes too. I hope they do a really good job up at UVA. Tony Bennett can, Tony Bennett can get that them pointed back in the right direction. Um, you guys got any final thoughts before we wrap this whole thing? You know, up? if we're making our picks, I'm gonna make my picks for the Final Four. I can't really pick a national champion. Okay. So I think I'm gonna go with Duke, Baylor. I mean. Michigan State, depending on how the regions work out. And I don't even know. That fourth spot, it's kind of a toss-up. All over the place, yeah. I mean, because Gonzaga's number one in the country, but they, play they have no competition in their yeah, conference. Yeah, but, I mean, they, and they histor- never have competition. Historically, though, in the NCAA tournament, like there's always that one one yeah. seed that's the weak link. Virginia. So, I mean, right now, I guess Gonzaga, but Virginia. they're not... I don't see that holding true uh, yep. into March. You know, Louisville's, Louisville's yeah, turning it on, dude. That Louisville-Duke game yeah. on Saturday is going to be a big test Tune in. for both schools. Yeah, we will definitely be talking. And now that football season is kind of starting to wrap up, I'll definitely be getting more into the um, the basketball side of things. Oh, okay. But last last thing. Well, he's still got to go. He's still got to name his mm. Final Four. Oh, yes. My bad. Name your Final Four, Alex, and then Chatterbox over here can go. I'm going to wait and name my Final Four later date. You know, it's still early in the season. Oh, you suck. still early in you the season. You suck. It's still early in the season. I'm gonna, I hope you all hear this paper getting thrown at him right now. It's you suck. It's still early in the season, man. Like, no, you can't, shut up. You can't predict right now because We who predicted the national champion for college football. Who, that's college football. There is so many teams in college ba- basketball that can change around in, in less than a freaking snap. Yeah, okay, whatever. That is a good argument. You suck. That is a good At least point, have though. some fun with it. All right, whatever. You're cut off. You're muted. You want me to make my Final Four? No. You want me to make no, it? Don't even do Gordon it. Gordon Webb, Walford, freaking Alabama, and Auburn. Okay. <laughs> okay? Okay, you like it. <laughs> All right, Luke, you're up. What were I you already did mine. No, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah. So, Before I cut you off. I mean, obviously, I mean, this isn't as big, but. Uh, the McGregor versus Cowboy oh, fight yes. on Saturday. Oh, yes, you will be watching that in here. I I mean, personally, as a Conor McGregor fan. If you go to Wingate University. I think we should Instagram live that. If you go to Wingate University, see him like two on one, live that $5 ahead, and there will be popcorn provided. Instagram live that. Because it's going to be a five-second knockout in the first round. We can McGregor's have like, our taking our own, it home. like, Brady 4 thing going here. I'm taking Cowboy. 
I'm taking Cowboy. Ooh. I I love Connor, but I'm taking Cowboy. Mag- McGregor's coming out of retirement for this fight. He he's Cowboy. gonna freaking dog him. First round, five seconds. He's not even coming line. out of retirement. He's coming off a suspension. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love but, him, but he makes really stupid decisions. Yeah, I mean, out of the octagon. Don't we all? But anyways, um, thank you guys for if you suck with us the whole way through. You are a trooper. We're we're this is our first time doing this. We're definitely working the kinks out. Um, next time you listen, we'll probably have the whole foursome with Puccinelli. Andrew Puccinelli. That's Just what call she him said. Pooch. We'll have everybody. <laughs> we'll we'll have the whole gang here, and next week we'll be talking about our. Oh, before I forget, NFL Conference Champion and Super Bowl pick. Go. Conference Champion NFC 49ers, AFC Titans. Super Bowl, 49ers, Titans, champion, 49ers. Go. NFC Championship, Green Bay, AFC, Titans, Green Bay, and the Titans in the Super Bowl, Titans winning the Super Bowl. That's bold. All right, I'm going 49ers, Kansas City, Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. Andy Reid is finally going to get himself a Super Bowl. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for sticking all the way through. Um, we'll be back next week. We're going to try to come up with a set date for when we're going to record and then release the thing. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Next week we'll have our conference championship recap. We're going to have kind of the aftermath of what comes from this whole baseball thing with new coaching hires. We're going to talk about the coaching hires in the NFL. We didn't get to get into that this week, but we felt like there were more important things to talk about. Um, we can get more. We'll probably get, we'll get more, in, and as you know, we'll have to come up with new stuff as the season comes on. I'm sure college basketball would be yeah. out too. So thank you guys for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you make the decision to come back and listen to our next episode. Go Tigers. That is all, and we will see you next week. Good night, Wingate.